Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Dad Walk. It's a little later as Dad Walks goes. Right now it's 9.34 Central Time here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, quick step update, because, of course, that's one of the main reasons we do these. Closing in on almost 7,000 steps today already, which, you know, went for a run earlier today, made a trip to Target. These are two great ways to conquer the never-ending quest to step until we can't step no more. God, that got dark. Um, let's see who we're going to bring on tonight. Uh, oh, I see. I see somebody I want to talk to. We have a few requests in the chat. We might get to them. We'll see. But, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to... If possible, if Twitter will let me, I want to try... Oh, that's why he went... Yep. We're going to bring Bill on. Because Bill was part of a... Uh, a special event at Urban Meyer's Chop House grind room thing. Bill, uh, Bill are you there? Hi. Uh, I I am here, Ryan. How are you doing, pal? I'm great. Um, before we get to your culinary experiences, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody on Dad Walks. What's the most dad thing you've done this week? Uh, I went to the chiropractor on Monday, and despite that, my hip hurts. And And did you go because of hip pain, or...? Uh, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a dad, so I defer to all dads on all dad mindset and uh, sure. other dad related things. Uh, I had some lingering back pain that I just never decided to take care of. So I went to a mm-hmm. chiropractor and now I go once a week. How do you, how do you like that experience? Um, listen, uh, if there are any chiropractors in the chat, I would like to apologize for the slander I'm about to do towards your entire profession. Uh, I, I, I Listen, I know it probably uh, isn't great for me, uh, but at the same time, like the sensation of having someone crack your back is just it, it, it kicks ass. So, so I, you're uh, but you're but you're a satisfied customer. Then. I I suppose like you know maybe it. Uh, 30, 40 years, I'll like be in a, be in a bad place. But, uh, as you know, as we all know, like what is, uh, what is long-term thinking anyway? I I believe it was Justin Fields who said we might all be dead in 15 to 20 years. And I'm trying to live that mindset. Nick Saban said tonight on his radio show that we are each just a speck between the, the past and the future. Oh, he, he's going to do some real mean things to A&M this week, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Like, e- even by Saban standard. Because then he has, what was a, he had some other quote about Jimbo, I think. And I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I remember seeing it and, like, a chill went down my spine. Now, give me one second here. Uh, <laughs> this is a, uh, he said this is a little bit of a trap game for us. Yeah. He's, I will say, Nick Saban's got, like, incredible dad vibes. A lot of college football coaches do, but sometimes they're in, like, ways that I don't find personally identifiable. <laughs> Nick Saban's commitment to, well, you know, this this might all go to hell, is, like, my very much my brand of dadding, especially, like, trying anything, where it's like, well, all right, we're going to sign you up for karate, but, you know, you <laughs> might break your ankle or some shit. So yeah, so is that like a, a nihilism thing, or like what is uh, what, what, what to what would you ascribe that? Yeah, so so I I think I've talked about this a little bit, but so much of parenting is about having the awareness that danger and catastrophe, both real and entirely imagined, are lurking around every corner. A lot of this is just like. You know, imagine you had a constantly drunk roommate who who you were like, hey, stop trying to grab the kitchen knives. That's a really bad idea. So some of it is just like, practically speaking, you look at the world around you in yeah. a different way than when you are just walking around as an adult. Okay. But, but some of it is that you're just like, I shouldn't say you, 
I am just inherently <laughs> irrational and like you'll just like you can just be out on the sidewalk pushing a stroller with your with your very young kid in it and you'll just have the fleeting thought you'll just be like what if a car just drives off the road into me mm. like i'm not doing anything unsafe but the by virtue of having care of a young child i have to like this is this little fear seed is planted yeah. within me so so you're basically Ben Stiller in Along Came Polly then. I haven't seen that in so long and and all I really remember about it is Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance. Yeah. You, you know what when that, right when that came out of my mouth I figured one of two things are going to happen either the joke yeah. is going to land immediately or it would just go right to Philip Seymour Hoffman. So, like like uh, I I know I know Ben Stiller's in it. I I want to say Jennifer Aniston is the female lead. Yes. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the shtick of the movie is that uh, Ben Stiller is like an insurance claims adjuster or something. Right. So like he's afraid to like walk over uh, like grates in New York City and stuff like that. He's afraid he'll fall in and uh, then wacky and zany things happen that actually lead to him being afraid of commitment. So it's uh, it's it's a very 2004 movie. Right, before we decided everything should be superheroes. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, where, where do you stand uh, on superhero movies and then uh, Venom specifically? Uh, in wow. Superhero movie canon. Jeez. All right. The, this interview format has been flipped on me. Um, broadly <laughs> speaking, I don't – I am on board with the superhero m- movie thing. I find them, by and large, very watchable. I like that they are – sort of um as much as they built like a lot of lore and continuity and universe into them i still find like yep you can just turn it on and watch something that sort of uh you know bush gardens for your eyes for two to three hours um i get why people say that they have led to a degradation of other forms of cinema or why we don't have as much original work and that, and that's probably true. But at the same time, you know, we were making a long, a long came Polly before this. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, it's not like, I know, I know what some of these movies were that we used to see before. And a lot of them suck too. As yeah. far as Venom goes, I, so I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen the sequel. Nor and to be clear, like the the real the real dad thing about all of this is that my relationship with pop culture is almost European in that I am four to five <laughs> years behind. So yeah, let's say like twenty twenty three. That's when I'll see yeah. the Venom sequel, and I'll let you know yeah. how what I think about it at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my entire thing is there aren't too many movies where, like, a major plot point is someone bites into a live lobster that isn't Jackass, um, and Jackass is perfect cinema, so I have to uh, pay reverence to uh, Venom for a little bit of a nod to the best cinematic thing that has ever happened. Sure. Um, I'll say this. Everybody in Venom is making choices. That, that's correct. Like uh, Tom Hardy making the choice to base his character on Tony Danza. Like uh-huh. there's really there's not much of a purpose for that, but he did it and God bless him for it. Well, the other thing is that a lot of times when established actors do these movies, one of the things that they list as this is why I took this role uh, apart from it made me a lot of money yeah. is like, I have kids and I want my kids to, see me in something that they will, you know, like, like Tom Hardy's kids. He can't be like, let's watch Bronson. Spencer's on here. So he's probably like, yes, yes, you absolutely can't do that. But, but my question is, you know, it's one thing if you're like, and that's why they can see me as Iron Man or Captain America or Thor or whatever. Cool. Venom is such a specific, like, look, there's daddy. There's daddy biting the head off a, off a criminal and, and existing in this weird, like, semi-possessed state. 
Isn't that fun? Don't you love daddy now? But, uh, yeah. Uh, daddy also, can you just like not tuck me in for the next six months? I got some stuff I got to work through. So thank you. Right. Uh, speaking of daddy, how was Urban Meyer's restaurant? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, open. Uh, I, sure. I'll, I will give it that. Uh, it's so for uh, the uh, unaware uh Urban Meyer uh, is a uh, football coach who used to coach in the city that I currently live in, which is Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm not an Ohio State graduate. I just live here. Uh, and uh, he, he went to one of his restaurants over the weekend. Uh, this is a family show. We won't say what was going on. Uh, and I, it was uh, Ace from the Bucket Problem who uh, asked if I would go and eat things that they have there. Um, and let me tell you something, brother. Um, I, I know deep in my soul that Urban Meyer probably had nothing to do with a lot of the decisions that are made on that menu. But at the same time, uh, I don't know why else they would take a sushi roll and put a like thin strip of beef on it unless there was a football guy telling them to do that. Well, so that's... it was a. That's the one that also has like tempura lobster. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, I, I've done a lot of searching of the menu, so I will just read off uh, what is on here. Yeah, uh, sure. The suit, the urban suit. So, what myself uh, and my pal Patrick Mayhorn, uh, who also was in Columbus, decided to do was we were going to go through uh, and pick a tasting menu of the most cursed things on the menu, uh, uh-huh. and one of them. Uh, when you're going down the sushi rolls, uh, it's a lot of normal stuff. <laughs> and then you get to something called the Urban, which is $5 more than any other sushi roll. They have it as a $27 sushi roll uh, with tempura lobster, avocado, cucumber, seared filet mignon, <laughs> wasabi mayo, uh, and eel sauce on it. And I was fascinated into what seared filet mignon on a uh, tuna uh, on a uh, sushi roll would look like yeah. uh, because I was thinking maybe like they were going to sear like a thin strip of filet mignon and sure. stuff that in there and wrap it up and everything would be just like warm. No, nah, meat, meat nightmare. Yeah. 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 No, nah, they just drape it over the top and like you take huh. one look at and it's like gray. And pal- I, I, I'm sure we have all found ourselves in the position where we're like, you're basically taking like one individual bit of cheesesteak, like the meat that you put on a cheesesteak and you watch it cook in 20 seconds. That's more or less what they did here. Um, And it made everything taste like it was coming out of a smoker. It was, um, again, I don't think Urban Meyer had too terribly much to do with what was on this menu, but that, that singular item makes me question whether or not that is true. So a couple things. First, have a real, um, I'm not going to say problem, but a real hesitance with restaurants that are not specifically a sushi restaurant or a Japanese restaurant or something that's sort of like, hey, sushi is within our wheelhouse that happen to have a sushi section. Like if like this is a restaurant that otherwise is kind of like from what I recall looking at the menu is like we have flatbreads which is like rich man pizza and yeah. fake rich man pizza and we have you know steaks and we have eighteen dollar salads and things like that which is fine but yeah. I think like anytime we're like and also there's a sushi portion of the menu it's just a little dicey. It'd be like going to your dentist and he's like, and also I I sell car insurance. Yeah. And you're like, I feel like these should be separate. Yeah. It's like, well, part of it is that like sushi is like a very specific food. Like you, it's not something that you could just make out of things that you probably have laying around. It's something you have to like go out and get things for. And those things are usually pretty specific to sushi. Um, But for whatever reason, um, you can buy, I'm going to try and say this collection of words without laughing. And that's been a bit of a problem over the last couple of days. You can buy the deviled eggs that have fried shrimp in them. Oh God. Uh, (laughs) And you, oh, and, God. You can, 
and you can get yourself uh, some calamari and a wedge salad. And then also, listen, man, we're just going to toss some sushi in there and uh, we'll get the one named after Urban Meyer because when you think sushi, who else do you think? I mean, first of all, you, th- you think of Ohio, obviously. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm in Tennessee and same problem. The other thing is that to me, that particular menu item is very child who's trying to guess what rich people eat. Well, like if you were just, if you just asked like my five-year-old daughter, like, Hey, what do rich people eat? This is the meal she would concoct. Well, that's like, there's the other side of it. No, there's like the rich guy going, all right, what do these disgusting hogs who will come to the restaurant because it has my name on it? Like they want sushi. All right. Hell yeah. Let's give them some sushi, brother. Do they want a flatbread that has seven cheeses on it? Sure. Um, and let me tell you something about that seven cheese flatbread, brother. Yeah. Within within about 90 seconds, it's like trying to eat a book. Like, it is just... Okay, but look, let's it, be fair. That, that, I think, is actually a keen understanding of the Midwest audience. <laughs> because the Midwest well, diner, if you give them... It, like, the more cheese you can advertise on, a, on an item, I think they're like, oh, oh this has... This has 15 cheeses? Yeah, man. Well, shit. How could I not? Well, that's actually uh, does kind of explain the best menu item, uh, the one that, best one we had by a mile. And again, like we went out of our way to get bad things, so there might be some good stuff on this menu outside of this. Uh, sure. But we got, we got the pigskin potato because that sounded like the most football guy thing that could come out of my mouth. Uh, uh-huh. it, was just a, it, it was just a twice-baked uh, potato, and it was like – Lovely. Like it's the one thing that if I were to go back to this restaurant, um, I, I don't know, out of a out of a sick sense of curiosity on other things in the menu, where I lose a bet or something, like I would get that. That was that was quite lovely. But that's like a very hard thing to fuck up, right? Exactly. Like if we're, there is no zero dreams of half of twice baked potatoes, right? On Netflix. You're not, Right, you're not getting like the twice baked potato that has like brown sugar in it for some reason. Like, no, no, no. none of the none of this Bobby Flay nonsense. That no, uh, no, there's no, there's yeah. no adventure there. Um, exactly. If you don't mind me asking, and you can just give me a range here, what was the final bill for this event? A lot. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So I feel like this is going to be the entry point into. Uh, the most cursed thing on the menu. Most cursed thing on the menu that is not deviled eggs with fried shrimp in them. Uh, which is which is horrifying. So yeah. So we got one, two, three. We got six like food things, and the six food things came out to about one thirty, one forty, something in that area. So like mm-hmm. for a re- for a restaurant, like and a not insignificant amount of money, but like for a place that is ostensibly a little more upscale yeah okay fine like you can bite that bullet i guess the big thing was the giant shelly teeny um which is a uh six person martini uh a, a martini for up to six people um that is named i like that you say up to Martin. six like it's a pool like it's like sorry <laughs> sorry the fire department won't let more than six people drink this martini well when i told the waiter uh <laughs> Y- y'all might be surprised. I might have lied to the waiter a time or two sure. uh, in this process. Uh, when I told the waiter, my sister will said she will pay for this if we get it and then drink it. Uh-huh. He took like two seconds to figure out whether or not he was going to reply with something snarky and decided that probably wasn't in his best interest. He was like, all right, sure, why not? Uh, and then there's the process of drinking it. <laughs> it's imagine a big like martini glass i'm sure we can all do this and imagine you have like a normal straw uh, sure and you're yeah. in like chairs that are like a little bit lower to the ground than normal oh this the is actual- like a word this is like a word problem yeah. oh yeah the actual act like maybe this is why my back has been bothering me the actual act <laughs> of drinking it involved having to like lean forward and get up a little bit um it was oh that's just because urban wants you in that good athletic stance balls of your that's feet ex- that's exactly ready to move yet yeah, ready to like diagnose what's in front of you like yeah, sitting is, uh, is for the week yeah this is how he would recruit offensive linemen 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the it's just not good. Like I, I feel a little bit. I don't know if bad is the right word because, like, let's be one hundred percent honest. Like, the entire goal of this place is to get people to come because it has Urban Meyer's name on it, and the right. entire goal once you are in there of the restaurant is not to give you like the greatest meal that you've had in your entire life. It is to get you to like get the seven and O flatbread and pull on it and get an Epic cheese stretch and put that on Instagram or something like that. So like, it's just a total IG bait restaurant, um, which makes the bathroom all the more interesting. I'm not going to spoil the bathroom. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. Did you say the bathroom is okay? Go ahead. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the bathroom. I'm going to uh, recommend that everyone goes and reads the bucket problem uh, because the bill, they share a lobby with a like nightclub that uh, it's like a nightclub bar restaurant thing that has like, I don't want to say a goth aesthetic, but the bathroom does and it works in relation. So just imagine if you like decorated a bedroom with like stuff that you got at Hot Topic, that's more or less what it looks like walking into the bathroom at Urban Meyer Steakhouse. And it, it's fantastic. Like ten, five out of five stars. You should experience that once in your life just because it's very. Wow. Do you have any sense of like whether, what level of awareness does the staff have of, the controversy currently embroiling the moral center of our nation, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. See, I had like, there was part of me that considered asking about that. Um, but like they have to be like, getting phone calls, right? Right, 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 right. Like I'm sure there is probably like one person somewhere who is like tangentially aware of the fact that someone made fun of the restaurant and they're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. All things considered. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like no one, everyone acted very normal. I will put it that way. It wasn't like people were on pins and needles. Uh, it wasn't like they were, you know, t- actually did they turn? So I don't remember if they turned someone away or like, as I was walking in or if there was just someone being like a hardcore Ohio guy and was being like, real macho outside uh, mm. and, and and was like accosting the people standing out front or whatever. Uh, but everyone seemed like they just expected business as usual. It wasn't like there were people, there were like whispers of, Oh God, Oh no. Like people are talking about our restaurant in a bad way. Uh, people are being mean to our boss's boss or whatever. Like, it, you know, it was, a, we went to a restaurant on a Wednesday night. It happens. I want to be clear. You went to a restaurant on a Wednesday night, ordered Monopoly Man sushi and a martini for six people with two people present? Um, it was myself and one other person, and then there were various staffers who just, like, gave us some eyes. We got uh, – our entire menu uh, was deviled eggs. It was this crispy rice thing. It was the sushi. It was the potato. I got a seafood bucatini that was not good, uh, and then <laughs> flatbread. Um, what what? – <laughs> I, so again, getting back to the cursed thing, uh, yeah. they said that was Coach's favorite. Uh, so did I they went, now? Now, now, hold on. They said on the menu. On the menu. Did okay. So I want to be clear. A person did not say, no. "Oh, that's Coach's favorite," because that no, no, would no, make no, no. me so deeply sad. <laughs> no, it says it on the menu, uh, and then I, I got it, and they bring it out, and it's just like, uh, oh, God Almighty. The, it, it, it's mussels that you eat in Columbus, Ohio. Sure. Um, so, like, they were weird and slimy, and the sh- shrimp still had their tails on them, and, like, the pasta was underdone, and, like, the spicy cream sauce. And so it, just real bad. Just, like, not good. Uh, I, I'm a, I am a bit of an authority on these things on account of my family came over here on a boat. So, okay, uh, okay. Just, just real bad. Not good. Please don't get that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, c- congrats. First of all, Ace, if you're out there listening, a ton of free promo. I will be billing you for this at some point. Don't worry about that. Um, have you been built? This is the last thing, and then I'm going to let you go and, and pull somebody else here. Have oh, you really? been to any other coach themed or coach uh, 
coachified dining establishments. Hmm. I think I went to like a Don Chula steakhouse when I sure. was twelve. So yep, like, yep, same. Yeah, so like it's fine. Like whatever. Like there's a, there's a lot of Miami Dolphins stuff there, which not 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 my aesthetic. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like I don't really have an NFL team, but just a lot of Miami Dolphins going on. Um, then beyond that, no, not off the top of my head, but there is another Urban Meyer restaurant elsewhere that is uh, elsewhere in Columbus that is a more casual dining experience. So if uh, anyone would like to send me to that, I will go and I won't enjoy it. It it says a lot that the only like I, I am struggling like Michael Jordan has had a steakhouse. There's the shoeless chain that you've mentioned. Yeah. I feel it, like it's always steak themed. It's always yes. steak oriented. And it like speaks to maybe the lack of culinary exposure or imagination of these coaches. Maybe some like inherent fear that they have to present the most masculine food yes. experience possible. I'd, or, or maybe it's just that like r- aspiring restaurateurs are like, hey, if we throw your name on this, we can sell this like very average beef for an extra ten dollars what do you think uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm now just uh urban meyer there's the uh chop house and then there is the pint house i went to the chop house about the pint house uh i'm looking at the menu and seeing if that is like basically that entire vibe my guess is yeah this seems like just every tgi fridays that you have ever been to other than it has like short rib on the menu but sure yeah, I, I mean, I suppose that's uh, like that's ultimately what I think it is. Like, they need to present the coolest, most manly restaurant they can, and like, you know, like where's Ron Zook's crepery? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, where? Let's find a coach who's yeah. brave enough who's like, you know what? I love fucking quiche. Yeah, man. Let's. Or, yeah, oh God, that would be that would kick ass. Like Chip Kelly just opening an acai bowl restaurant or whatever. Yes, sure. I mean, he's acai bowls. Or yeah, he's a hundred percent doing smoothie place. A hundred percent. And at least then you're like, oh, this is a th- like. I don't know why we decided. Like, you know who really knows food? Urban Meyer. Well, there's it, there's a man who there, there's a man who I think really has a good sense of. The gustatory range. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like nobody is going to the Urban Meyer Steakhouse because they are expecting it to be like the greatest meal they've ever had. They're going because they're like an Ohio State fan and they ascribe a level of excellence with the name Urban Meyer. So they're basically uh, – I one last thing. There are yeah. no fewer than 11 – pictures of urban meyer at this restaurant so they're very much understand the target audience they're going for but like i feel like i could recreate that if you gave me a burger king to manage and a hundred dollars spent on ebay i i would love urban meyer's burger king in uh gainesville florida or something yeah sure sure i'd throw it somewhere super random and be like new mexico has an urban meyer themed Burger King? Yeah. Nobody yeah, knows go, why. You, you go to the, the Montana game and then you head to the Urban Meyer Burger King in Missoula after. I think everybody That's right. enjoy that. That's right. Um, well, Bill, I hope, I hope your back and hips feel better. Uh, that's I'm, an important thing. I, I'm one of those people who when I talk on the phone, I just walk around and that's loosened it up a bit. So I'm, I'm doing well. Sure. And r- Listen, Ryan, thank you for giving me another opportunity to experience one of the worst things that I have experienced outside of my parents' divorce. I do appreciate it. It's going to be okay, buddy. I'm going and to, and I'm going to try it. It's not your fault. It, it, it's not my fault. It is Ace's <laughs> fault. As always, everything comes back to blaming the University of Michigan. So. That sounds about right. And on that note, Ryan, uh, we will uh, talk soon, buddy. Y'all, y'all okay. take care and get them to okay. All right. Great. Um, I'm going to bring... I'm going to see if Holly wants to join. She, I see her, and I'm going to see if she accepts my invitation. And if she doesn't, I'm just going to talk amongst myself. I think, like, the other – oh, wait, there she is. Hey, buddy. Holly, What's up, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We're shaking. Um, you know, just out for, out for a walk, very close to Vanderbilt Stadium, where we experienced – 
Is that is that the second football game we've been to together? What was the first? Well, I I I thought you came with us to the Georgia State Kennesaw game. Yes, yes, I did last year. That was um. Oh no, that Jesus Christ! That was the year. Was I think that was the year we did the the live show in Atlanta. It was. We went with. Oh shoot! Who was we went with Harry. Awesome. We Harry went with Jason. Somebody else was Joe Ali with us. I forget. No, I don't think he was there. I wish he was. That would have been fun. But yeah, that yeah. Was I my, think that was my first time at, at um. What was then? Somehow also sponsored by Kroger, but not the Kentucky one. But yeah, that was that my first right. time there since Georgia State had taken over. Um. I will I will give you the same question I asked Bill. What is and I suspect you will have a great answer because <laughs> like just casually you usually do. What is the most dad thing you've done this week, Holly? Most dad thing I've done this week. Um well speaking of Vanderbilt, I was just talking with a uh, former full cast guest, uh Dr. Ken Starnes, who is an emergency room physician, because I took a really stupid fall the morning of the Vanderbilt game. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's probably fine. I didn't hear anything crack. And I want to pause. I have, <sighs> you have told me several stories that start this way and end with, and then something terrible was revealed to me. But okay, please go ahead. Probably fine. No, Spencer's, I, I'm realizing this as I'm being glared at, that Spencer's the one who's always saying that I never go to the hospital when I'm supposed to go to the hospital. Um, this time he made a point. Anyway, I took a deeply stupid fall on Saturday morning uh, on a run before our um, our Vandy jaunt. And in the days have no meaning. In what, the five days since then, I have driven six hours, hiked all over the Vanderbilt campus, run up and down the stairs at the Vanderbilt Stadium, driven six more hours back to Atlanta, and then yesterday, driven from Atlanta to Chattanooga and back and dragged three elementary schoolers around the Tennessee Aquarium. And I got home tonight and I was like, when did I get cankles? And that's when I realized I don't have cankles. I have a cankles. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's weird. And I turned my foot and the inside of my foot is like violently purple, like mm-hmm. around the arch and the instep. And I was like, I don't think that's a skin color. And is it possible that your body naturally generates like a small amount of PCP so that (laughs) you are doing incredibly harmful things to it, but you just can't feel it or can't feel it sufficiently? Well, you remember the reason that I'm a sports writer in the first place is how, you know, so many of the rest of them got in here. I'm a washed up athlete. Correct. Yes. And I'm just, I, I am so used to just random things hurting at this point because I did too many handsprings as a teenager that, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, my knee hurts. It's Thursday. And I don't think I've ever sprained the inside of my foot, but I think that might be what... Anyway, I was texting Ken Starnes. I was like, hey, do people send you weird injury photos? That's a good opener to hear sure. from. Sure. Uh, and bless Ken, who I've known for like 15 years now. And he was like, yeah, just just show me. Because, um, you know, I'm from Tennessee, in- so the first yeah. thing I have to say is I don't have fat ankles. I have a fat ankle. See, people people want to shit all over the American healthcare system and how we don't have access to like regular doctors and things. But in other countries with socialized medicine, doctor friends don't get these kind of texts. This is actually well, dude. Hold that thought in like a okay. matter of weeks when my uh, when my health insurance runs out. But that's another story. Um, my ortho is a doctor who works with Georgia Tech, and it's impossible to get him during the fall for obvious reasons. So. I wanted to talk to a different human being because I knew that he would say, uh, yeah, just put some Motrin on it and prop it up. And if it's not better, you know, he's, he's seen me for enough weird shit at this point to be like, okay, you, you know, all your weird. So yeah, the weirdest thing I did was hike around and drive a total of like 18 hours on what's probably a sprained ankle and be like, why is my foot purple? Um, I guess. I did make soup tonight because it rained. Uh-huh. Um, like, I like whole chicken in the pot soup. Oh, good. Good, good, um, good. And I, I congratulated myself multiple times aloud uh, to my partner on how well I was using up stuff in the freezer. Oh, that's the best feeling. I think the only thing... there's. 
I'll, I'll put one thing above that in terms okay. of, of, of using. Using leftovers. Yes. Is, oh, that's the Yeah, that's the top. Right. But using Ryan, things up in the Is the chicken yeah. carcass in a Ziploc bag in the fridge so that to I can make stock tomorrow? 100%. Sure is. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think but I that's... have a shin splint, too. There's, like, weird bruises all over this leg. Huh. Might be Wolverine. I was cons- Listen, the, the fact that I got to knock on something, the fact that up until famously, like, five years ago, I had never broken a major bone, uh-huh. kind of amazing. I mean, yeah, considering how much of that time you spent with Spencer... People are, okay, speaking of Spencer, do you, my first EDSDS disaster story might even predate you. Have I ever told you like, why? Like I, my, my existence? No, no, no. It predates oh. you being on the, it predates you being on the site. It isn't okay. so old that it was, it was like commonplace knowledge in 2010 EDSDS. And I don't know if people know about it anymore. Do you remember why I missed my senior dance recital? I'm going to say no. You probably have told me, but I don't I don't remember. No, cuz I think this may have I think this may have been a story that we told so often in early EDS. Is it days. this is this the Orange Bowl? No, no. This is before that. This is high okay. school. Okay. 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 This okay. is this is the ghost riding the whip through the not yet finished Home Depot story. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that you will understand that the dance recital <laughs> part is not the like the label that no. my brain has given it in the file folder. No, well, to my mother, it's like, well, I can tell which one you are in the video because you're bandaged from ankle to knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, for everyone who wasn't around in original EDSBS times, um, I think like two days before I graduated from high school, we decided to go mudding. I hope Cerber's on here. Uh, we decided to go mudding through uh, the brick skeleton of what was going to be a Home Depot. And it was a very red clay part of part of Tennessee. And uh, my white Jeep and me and uh, my boyfriend's truck were all just covered in mud. And uh, we go to a drive-through car wash and we go through once and it's it's not all done. So we circle back around to go out again. And, uh, my brother's, my brother's bestie is leading the pack and he had this like ancient, one of those Volvos that could probably be like a submersible vehicle. In sure. Certain, except it was sank to the bottom, right? Cause it's made sure. Where you're like, is that, is that diesel or unleaded? And they're just like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those Volvos were like, the seats are made of metal, right? Everything's made right. of metal. Mm-hmm. The point is that it's heavy. And the reason that I know it's heavy is because, uh, I was out of the car for some reason on like our third trip through the car wash with our three car convoy. And, uh, I was just, I was clowning around or something and I got the bright idea to jump out from inside the car wash and scare them. And we've been using the car wash a lot the past half hour or so and the ground was covered with soap and I slipped and fell and they did not see me and it was like and he was going very slowly because it was a because it was a car wash and so I'm like a a horror movie child like screaming and scrabbling away backwards as the Volvo rolls over my legs zero broken bones I think you can't die the one time I did break a leg, it was because of Champ. Yeah, I think you can't die. It's possible. I certainly have the attitude. Um, how was the aquarium? Okay, I like the Tennessee Aquarium better than the Georgia Aquarium, and I'm on record as saying this. Wow. Georgia Aquarium, Georgia aquarium is bigger. I think the Tennessee Aquarium is better laid out. It's also less crowded. Um, they required masks. Uh, it was great. I've been to the Tennessee Aquarium 10 billion times, like since it, I think it opened when I was in like sixth grade. So, but it was, uh, it's my niece's birthday in a couple weeks. And, uh, I took my two nephews, uh, up to see, up to see the niece. And we dragged each other. Uh, we, we dragged them through. My parents came down as always. I haven't seen my parents in ages, blah, blah. So we, we, we dragged them through all of the, uh, we we drive them through all the exhibits. 
They were weirdly well behaved, marred only by this wasn't even marring. This was funny, and I don't think Spencer. I don't think I've told you this. Um, your younger son, you know that fish that has like the big bumpy forehead. Mm-hmm. He pointed, and in like the hushed silence with the soft hearts of space music of the aquarium, was like, "My God, it's Nixon." <laughs> To which, to which, like uh, every, you know, to, to which every like maga-hatted man around us was like, rah, rah, rah. and my mother very helpfully added, "I was around for that. He wasn't this good looking." Wow. So he wasn't. That's true. No, no, he wasn't. But that fish did mirror. I don't actually know how this child knows what Nixon looks like. Um, I'm nurturing a theory that he might have killed JFK, and I mean my nephew. I mean. I'm not willing to join you on that island right now. Yeah. But I'm also not willing to definitively say you're wrong. No, fair enough. Um, <sighs> the Tennessee Aquarium, as I recall, is divided into roughly a freshwater half and a saltwater half, yeah? Yes, and I prefer the river half, which is set up very... I mean, they're kind of set up similarly, but the river half is set up in two huge like five-story vertical tanks and you walk a zigzag walkway top like you take a big escalator up to the top and you do a zigzag walkway down and like there's little detour exhibits on every floor but like i it's it's very man actually the most dad thing i did this past week was walk with my own dad through the aquarium and compliment how how well I thought the design of the place had held up since it opened in like 93 or whatever. Cause I really just have been completely entranced by this river aquarium since I was, you know, 10 or whatever. And sure. It's still just, I, it's still just a beautiful space. I don't have any jokes about it. I love it. I will say this, a very clever, uh, let's say accidental consequence of this bifurcated aquarium. Mm. You got to go through the gift shop twice. Oh, yeah, there's a gift shop on both sides. This is, yes. this is very clever. <gasps> Guess what I found in the gift shop. What? Okay, my two-year-old niece, the Chaos Engine, she was mm-hmm. not with us on this trip, but I was going to get her a stuffy to send back with her sister. Sure. They have the cutest stuffed cuttlefish I've ever seen. And my niece pulled it out, and she said, it's a cuttlefish. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Get yeah. it? Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Get it? Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out Bruce Arthur. You're here for the real shit. I hope you're enjoying this. Yeah, I I helped my daughter uh, workshop a good Halloween joke. And by good, I mean like good good for a five-year-old. What's a ghost's favorite vegetable? Um, um, I got nothing. Bucchini. God damn it. Yep. Oh. That's just how we roll. That's I'm just cool. how. Have you told? I, I was a few minutes late hopping on. Have you told the listeners what your Halloween costume is? No. Um. So here's the thing. This is another thing. Like I really didn't realize I was in for, and I probably should have talked to God for your other parents about this ahead of time. I thought you were gonna say I probably should have talked to God. That would have worked too. So. I don't remember doing this as a child, but when you have young children and Halloween is approaching, they cannot make up their fucking minds when it comes to their Halloween costume. They zig and they zag and they just like abandon. As soon as you have a plan in place, they abandon it. And I want to be clear, we are still like three weeks away from Halloween. And I fully expect that on the 31st, my kid is going to be like, no, absolutely not. If you not. guys abandon this costume idea, I'm stealing it. So she's going to be Carmen Sandiego, which is very confusing to a lot of adults because they're like, why do you know about <laughs> Carmen Sandiego? But there's a Netflix cartoon that is maybe like oh. a couple years old at this point that she really likes. And it's it's it has recast Carmen Sandiego as like an anti-hero of sorts. Mm. As she, the, the short version is she steals from thieves. Oh, a Carmen San Diego for the carceral state. Correct. Okay. 
and um, she really likes it. She wants, so she's decided to be Carmen Sandiego for Halloween, and Bro. I have decided to be the Mona Lisa so that she can steal me. <laughs> and that's the plan. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very good. She did. Did she immediately today when I picked her up from school be like, I want to be, I didn't even let her finish the sentence, Holly. I was like, stop. We have purchased the costume. You are being Carmen Sandiego. I will broach no further discussion about this whatsoever. My mother made all of our costumes when we were kids. So this shit was locked in weeks ahead of time. And there was, I don't ever remember having the guts to change. Although, so a friend of mine up this, uh, one of my little play friends up the street and I would trick or treat together for years and years and years. And I remember the year before her, my mother had made us fried egg costumes, which is very easy. You take like, white felt a circle of white felt and a circle of yellow felt and you cut out a face hole and yep. you put it over the top of the child and it also yep. serves like foul weather gear right sure so sure. we were very cute the next year we decided we wanted to do a double costume again and then she got sick on halloween night and that is how your girl went trick-or-treating as one lonely eyeball <laughs> It was basically a Mike Wazowski costume, yeah, like sure. before Monsters Inc. was invented. But it was like my mom made a bag out of a white sheet and the and like a green fabric iris. And then, this is the real key: she found red sequin rickrack and used that to make sparkly veins all over mm-hmm. the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, but we were, there's supposed to be two of us, and I'm just like this lonely nope. eyeball. You're just oh, half, I'm, hi, I'm half of a Nick Fury costume. <laughs> oh, see, if Nick Fury had been around, I would have chased him. Sure. Um, yeah, so, so that's the plan. I, I don't think, like, I think it'll be fine. She has not really gotten the full trick-or-treating experience because oh yeah, like, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's not like as much of a thing in New York, and the fr- we had like one the first year we moved here, but she was she was still like three, so she didn't really get it. So I think she'll be into it this year, mm-hmm. and mostly I am happy that I now live in a place where. See, this was the other thing. As a kid growing up in Florida, you had to really be very. Um, environmentally conscience, conscious, and I don't right. mean that in certain terms like going green. It was no, like, you mean situational awareness, right? Like, like Dracula can't live in Florida because it's too fucking hot for a cape oh. and a dress shirt. We had this problem a lot. It was invariably like 75 degrees sure. on Halloween. Right. So, like, there's a lot of soccer players. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like... But it really opens up the slutty vein early, I bet. Slutty Incredible Hulk. See, I'm so glad you said that because I had this amazing streak uh, in my 30s of dressing up for Halloween as slutty male protagonists of Pixar movies. Sure, like, yeah. I was, I was slutty Buzz Lightyear. And I've seen this costume on Twitter since then, and I maintain that I fucking invented it. Um, but my favorite was I went around in a... I had, like, this red strapless cocktail dress with like a black lace overlay and i wore that with a bright yellow headband like a bright yellow sparkly headband and told everybody i was slutty lightning queen <laughs> i was i was gonna joke about this but you made it real so oh yeah oh no i did good job hi i'm um, slutty old man from up <laughs> um so man let me see if he's in here before i tell this story uh, I'm not. I'm not going to reveal this, but you're going to know about. I actually had to caution a friend of ours a few years ago out of dressing uh, as a Boy Scout for Halloween because he was going to bear way too strong a resemblance to that kid, and his shorts were sure. real short. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, and I hope he's listening. And I don't ever forget that I saved you. I I just sent him a picture of the kid from Up, and he's like, "Fuck." Um, what is your so the other thing is that I don't have the reps at this point as a uh, candy dispensary. Mm. Like, what do you have those reps? Do you have tips on like yes. how? What's your approach? What are you? What are you doing? What are you not doing? What? How can I learn from your mistakes, if any? 
Ask the so the the thing that took me to learn at like three years of before I this is like my fourth time living in Atlanta, but it took me until like my fourth time living there, which it, it was kind of a layup because I lived in Grant Park and I lived if you live in Grant Park, I lived in one of the streets headed to the park on which the Grant Park Halloween parade passed. So there were very helpful moms coming door to door with flyers being like, hi, neighbor, this is how this shit works. And Atlanta trick or treating is very structured. Like if, if you are handing out candy, your porch lights are on and your sure. door is open. Like you can leave your screen door shut, but very smartly parents are like, okay, if that house is dark, you don't go up there. Right. And so you have to be outside on your porch handing out candy. Like if they can't see people, because a lot of the houses, especially in my neighborhood, this is really a piece of advice to like ask your neighbors what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in my previous neighborhood, it was, okay, your porch light has to be on, your fence has to be open and stuff like this. But in my new neighborhood where I am now, if you're not outside because a lot of our houses are set like up little hills from the street, and if you are not outside on your porch, they are not sending children up the driveway, which totally makes sense. See, I I feel good about this because I kind of want to. When I was growing up, my parents just like they left the lights on in the porch, but they would wait for kids to ring the doorbell or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's just skip all that bullshit because I don't want to. If I'm going to do this, I'd rather just do it. I don't want to be getting up and down and all that. I kind of want to like set up a folding table, like I'm a Girl Scout giving selling cookies outside of Publix or some shit, so, and just like put it put it at the end of the driveway and be like, "All right, step right up." Do you want to make friends? Get a crock pot, mm-hmm. lug it out, get some little tiny, uh, get some little tiny like plastic Dixie cups, yeah, and serve spiked cider to the parents. Okay. You will make friends for life. This is how I have ingratiated myself into every neighborhood I've ever been in is by handing out booze on Halloween. Um, I love, I love handing out candy on Halloween. Like I get, I, I, this is my favorite holiday and I love, we have a lot of old people on our street. So we have a lot of grandchildren flooding our street on Halloween and it is so much fun. I just love sitting out on my front porch and just watching the kids run up and down the street. It's great. We have a, we're lucky where we're set up that there's like a T at the end of each street. So we don't get cross traffic. Sure. Uh, so we usually get a ton of kids and I just, uh, I just love watching the costumes. Were you a bucket kid or a pillowcase kid? Um, you've met my mother. I was, a <laughs> I was, you've met my mother. I was a yeah. bucket embroidered with my initials kid. Sure. You had a monogram fucking bucket for Halloween. Um, I still have it. Thank you. Oh man, man, that is. Joan has one too. That is. Yeah. Um, Listen, all right. my mom was yeah. my mom was Pottery Barn before Pottery Barn was Pottery Barn. You've met her. I know, but uh, like, oh yeah, the dedication. Um, before, all right. So we're gonna wrap this up soon because the steps have just. By the way, done a consistently great job. hovering around like four fifty tonight. I wonder what official. Uh, spaces are going on that you're just kicking the shit out of i have no comment on that um i want to leave i want to leave you with this and this is this is for you but it is also for the listeners as a whole somebody did tweet at me that they wanted bruce to talk about um rob ford coaching high school football we'll do that next time i promise man but in the meantime um i'm gonna leave this i'm gonna keep this anonymized okay so the Georgetown jersey wearing Dallas Cowboys hat sporting gentleman. Yeah. Who 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 said did he say I hate Stephen Godfrey or fuck he Stephen Godfrey? He said I fucking hate Stephen Godfrey. Okay. Okay. Who said this to you unprompted and I don't think interacted with any of us the rest of the night at no, the no, UConn we, game. Him from, we ended up being he was on the end of the row and we ended up being also at the end of our row just a few up from him. He right. did not come up and I just I, I would have invited him up but I didn't want to like spoil the purity of our interaction. Yeah, there's a very sort of like condensed before sunset yeah. kind of thing <laughs> going on there. It was a beautiful moment because at the time, I at the time he accosted me on the way up, 
he had a shirt on over his sleeveless basketball jersey. Yeah. And his hat was backwards. So I did not see that he had, A, a sleeveless AI jersey, and B, a backwards Dallas Cowboys hat until I was up in the stands, like, multiple rows above him. Like, I was just, you know, I just saw a pair of eyes that were determined to hate on Stephen Godfrey, who I know it is not in here, real supportive. He's old. Yeah, go- Do we want to tell people what we found out about Stephen today? No, no, I, I don't, like, I'm medically worried for him. Okay, okay. Um, but here's what I'm sure? going to leave you with. Okay. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. So okay. you told this story on, on what full cast after dark, I believe. And I have no memory of whatever you're about to say. A, no, this, this is news to you. Oh, a, oh, the guy who, the guy who encountered me. Okay. Yes. Wait, is he related to the drunk Nebraska fan? No, okay. not to my knowledge, but a listener did contact me and said, Hey, I think my friend knows that guy. <gasps> oh, I, I have intentionally not asked for more details, and it was offered to me. Maybe this person is listening right now. I don't know. I thought you were going to say I have him blocked, which I felt well, that, I seems feel that seems entirely possible. That seems entirely possible. Feel bad about it for once. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah, like. I, that person's existence <laughs> remains just like. Because I will say this, there were, we saw lots of non-Vanderbilt, non-Yukon apparel at the skin. We saw much yeah, more Yukon yeah, shit than I thought we would. This, choice, this shit was just, uh, it's like, I don't know, I, you know when, uh, you know Coco Chanel says when you're going out the door, like, look in the mirror and take off one accessory? It's like yeah. that, but okay, when you're going out the door, take one last look and then put on your backwards Cowboys hat. By the way, it was one of the hats that says America's team on it in embroidered yep. letters. And if yep. you missed the story in full cast after dark, you can catch up with that at our new feed. But I was walking up the stairs when a man unprompted grabbed my elbow and looked in my eyes and said, I fucking hate Stephen Godfrey. And I didn't know what else to do in that moment. So I said, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> and, and he let go of my arm and just looked back at the game. And I kept right on walking. That was it. It was beautiful. I felt like I made a friend. I felt so welcome in that space. Can I tell you something? So, so Caitlin, my wife, also owns one of these shirts. Stephen Godfrey hates my team. Mm-hmm. And she, she, I told her this story, and she was like, that's what I hope every time I wear it in public. Like, I hope to be wearing it at Lowe's or some <laughs> shit. And to have a stranger approach me and be like, oh, yeah, I can't fucking stand that guy. <laughs> I wear this shirt all the time and I have never been recognized in it until we went to Vandy. Like a second wallow coming home to Capistrano. I'm just glad I'm just glad we gave him an outlet for that. <laughs> He's getting madder and madder about the shit that the full cast listeners uh at him with every week and because he doesn't listen to the show he doesn't know that we're no longer goading them to do these things they're just doing it by themselves and i think that's beautiful don't you i mean in a sense this is sort of like saying like well i i left the mob so whoever they're killing now is not my fault it's like well we started the mafia so it's more like i've turned him upside down and i'm shaking him slowly so all the hours of my life that he's wasted fall out but you'll never get them back. No, no, I'm getting them back in love, man. That's fair. Not for him. For the shirt. <laughs> All right. Um, this is going to conclude our Thursday night dad walk. Thanks, thanks, to, thanks to Bill for giving us a way too detailed rundown of Urban Meyer's restaurant experience. Holly, thanks for thanks for coming on to chat. Hey, thanks, pal. Um, I hope. I hope your bruised and injured leg is fine. Knowing you, it probably will be. I'm going to take it easy this weekend. We're not going to any more. um, uh, Sorry to the Vandy football guys. We don't have time to to squeeze you in again this weekend. But uh, I'm going to be couch bound with the little red hound. You know who Vandy plays next? I have no idea. They play Florida in Gainesville. (laughs) And I will say, I will say. Because because I, I want to put this out there on the record. If Vandy somehow beats a Florida that's reeling 
after losing to Kentucky and has no. I'm I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think Tennessee might might be. Oh, oh God! I forgot to tell you. I'm sorry. I have one more thing that I forgot to tell you. That I forgot to tell you, and I forgot to mention on either full cast this week, which is, um, my father was. (laughs) jokes my father was at a funeral for the second half of tennessee vandy on saturday like an actual funeral and he wait watched... t- ten- tennessee mizzou or yukon sorry tennessee mizzou oh, and, okay uh and he sent me i'm mixing this up and i'm ruining the story but you'll understand why he sent me because as we know i haven't watched this and he sent me a screenshot from the very end of the game and by a screenshot i mean he walked up to the tv with his phone and took a picture sure right but it is a Tennessee kid in the stands as as it is like forty eight ten, jumping up and down and holding up a sign that he has clearly made out of like a popcorn bag, and it says "We want Vandy," and I love that. <laughs> that's the perfect. That's the perfect level I need Tennessee fans to stay yep. at. Yep. yep. It's like there. That's it's important to set manageable goals. Will those goals include South Carolina? None of your business. Yeah, like Oregon Trail is still perfectly fine if you play as the banker. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, you still get to shoot a shit ton of deer and cross the river. Like they don't let, not let you do that. But he was That's so, I think so, the lesson we didn't so, take from Oregon Trail. Like Oregon Trail was not actually meant to be about you know the the history of westward expansion. It was more like, hey, stupid, be rich if you can. Uh, call back. I just had another data motion because I was like, no, Oregon Trail is about never starting a trip in bad weather. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Or maybe just never starting a trip at all. Like, that should be an option in Oregon Trail. Just, oh, fuck it. Let's stay in My Independence, Felder, Missouri. Oregon Trail. We have yeah. just carry at home. <sighs> God. All right. Um, Holly, good night. Good night, everybody. We'll do this again at some point. You never know. Night, friends. <laughs>